Welcome to Living Light Radio with your host, Ranbir Poir. That's me, where we'll give you a dose of inspiration, application, and adaptation every single week so you can embrace the light of your life and live the life of your dreams. I hope you'll join us every Friday. Welcome back. I had planned uh, to add a joke every single week, but I planned that last week. And uh, as I hit record just now, I realized I forgot to uh, include a joke for you. I will get on that for another time. Today, I'd like to talk to you about spiritual awakening. There is so much discussion around the topic of spiritual awakening amongst my ancestors, and there always has been. Spiritual growth plays a very big part in our daily practices. Ensuring our energy is clear and our intentions pure is a priority. It's more important than the pursuit of the material. The idea of the spiritual awakening has been infiltrating the West for decades, and lately it seems to have taken on a life of its own. And in many ways, I feel like I'm actually in the middle of a new type of spiritual awakening, one that I would never have expected when I was a young girl. In fact, growing up, I tried to hide from my cultural practices, and I tried to fit in with the white kids. I grew up in a predominantly white neighborhood, so it was only natural for me to want to fit in. I was embarrassed by so many things that I couldn't change. The language we spoke at home, the clothes my mom wore, the food that she prepared, and of course, the fact that we had many spiritual practices that seemed weird to people at the time. But today, everywhere you turn, there's someone that's trying to teach you how to capture the wisdom of the East and apply it to your day-to-day life. We've made so much progress in my lifetime alone. I've seen the progress, but there's a long way to go in other ways. But that's the nature of life, isn't it? I'm not sure if you've noticed, but I I have noticed (laughs) that so few people that are trying to teach you about the Eastern philosophies are actually from the East. They're trying to teach you something that they have learned because it's impacted them in a positive way. But they haven't had to experience the true impact of being from the East because I can assure you that it's not always been an easy ride. I'm going to share some stuff with you, which I don't usually talk about, but here goes. When I was growing up, I faced racism consistently. My culture, my skin, my religion were all considered less than. And I always felt like I had to work 10 times harder than the non-colored person to prove my worth. It was exhausting at times. It was debilitating at other times when I feared for my personal safety. But one way or another, I always 
found a way to make sure that I didn't let the color of my skin or the place of my birth or the pronunciation of my name be considered a handicap. Never. I am who I am, and I'm proud of the path that I've walked. I'm proud of my ancestral knowledge and teachings. Right now, I'm experiencing a new type of spiritual awakening within me. In fact, lately, I feel compelled to use my voice to speak up for my family, for my ancestors, to ensure that if you want to experience the spirituality and enlightenment of the East, then you should consider having a conversation from someone from there. Someone that has walked the walk so can talk the talk. Someone who is genuinely surprised by the Nama Soleil t-shirts because they know how disrespectful that is. Someone that is surprised by how many people call our customs woo-woo. But guess what? Now they're aligned with the woo and they understand it. So they are the authority to teach you on the benefits of the woo. I'm shaking my head. (laughs) Indians are nice people. So most of the time, we don't say anything about the cultural appropriation we experience. We are happy that you're taking up yoga because it's good for your body, mind, and spirit. We care. We genuinely care about your well-being. So we silently release your misguided use of our language and our cultural practices. Because in the end, we hope it's making your life better. And if you feel good, then society as a whole gets better. That's awesome. We're happy that you're inching closer to your spiritual awakening, strengthening your inner power, your Shakti. You may have heard of things like Shakti. Even Wikipedia has a definition for it. They say it's primordial cosmic energy and represents the dynamic forces that are thought to move through the entire universe. Shakti is also sometimes referred to as Kundalini, depending on what part of India you're from. It's a powerful source of energy anchored at the base of your spine. You could also call it prana, your life force. No matter what you want to call it, it's there. Your inner power. Your connection to the universe, it's inside of you and it's all around you. If you try Googling any of these words, by the way, you'll see a flood of products and services offered to you by non-Easterners trying to guide you to our view of enlightenment. But guess what? You can't buy your way there. You can't put on a yoga-inspired t-shirt or wear our sacred malas and get there. A retreat is not going to solve it for you long-term either, but... Because your Shakti awakens when your soul is ready for growth. There are times in your life when you may begin to feel disconnected or a little lost, but for no apparent reason. This is often a time when you are on the verge of an awakening. I started 
experiencing it myself last year when I started to see some things online about our ancestral practices that started to stir in me. So your Shakti or Kundalini begins to stir, moving about your body, mind and soul to invoke growth. It can be challenging to manage the surge of energy that comes with an awakening. It can bring you to your knees before you're able to rise above it and soar through the sky. It really can. So super, super powerful. The stirring of your Shakti is your soul's reminder to live in alignment, to be true to yourself and to connect with your calling. And your calling is very misrepresented out there in the marketplace today. Your calling is simply doing what you do with love, self-respect, attention, and appreciation. So you don't have to have one big calling. You just have to do everything you do in your day with those things in mind. You will notice that when you put your focus on all these things, self-respect and appreciation, you will notice that everything you do in the day feels like calling because you're doing it with purpose. And that awareness gives you life, gives you life. Imagine what it would feel like to see your world through this lens of purposeful living, one that allows you to see yourself and others with clarity. Here are some signs that your Shakti is stirring and needs you to pay attention so you can direct it for growth versus implosion because implosion is always a real possibility. So number one, you can sense that this moment in time is a fork in the road and that this is the juncture that's going to determine your future. So you know that this experience you're having right now is a defining moment in your life. Number two, you feel compelled to help others selflessly. Number three, you feel a longing for a deeper meaning in your life, a longing for connection with something bigger than your physical self, a longing for spiritual growth. And number four is a very uh, physical manifestation of um, potential spiritual awakening and your kundalini waking up is that you may feel more sensitive to sound, light, and the vibe of others. You can even become more sensitive to crowds. My ancestors say that your Shakti or Kundalini stays dormant until it's ready to unleash its magnificent power over your being. And when it unleashes, like I said, it can be overwhelming. And that's if you don't manage it properly along the way. Managing it along the way is a beautiful gift that you can give yourself. Aligning with your higher self, your powerful self, your knowing self is enlightenment. And managing it along the way is not only good for for you, you know, physically, but it's good for you um, emotionally and spiritually as well. Knowing that you not only belong, but that you matter. That's the true gift of this life experience. One of the best ways to connect with and awaken your Shakti and manage it, manage your Kundalini is through the practice of meditation. Meditation allows you to open up the channels of communication within you and outside of you. Meditation allows you to hear the guidance of your Shakti. You can hear your own voice telling you which is the next best step for you. 
Your awakening doesn't necessarily have to be one big bang. It's a small release of little bangs along the way because this life is all about the marathon, not the sprint. Enjoy the big energy you have, but pace it so you enjoy every day, not just the days where you see fireworks. In many ways, every moment in your life, every moment is a defining moment because you are choosing how to define your energy, how to direct your shakti with every choice that you make. My hope is that you choose to harness that energy with kindness, with intention. And that's why I'm hosting our May uh, 30-day meditation training. I'll put the link in the show notes. You can check that out on your own time. Your spiritual awakening is just that. It's yours. Your mind, body, spirit, they all align in such a powerful way that you can feel your light shining bright and strong spiritual awakening is a beautiful journey. It's sacred. Honor it because you are incredible. You are a child of God or the universe, whatever it is that you want to call it, but you belong here. I'm going to be diving more into the subject of spirituality and awakening in the coming while. I'm going to mix it in because it's part of my own journey right now to share the truth of my culture, to share the truth of my ancestral knowledge and the truth of my experience. I would love to know, have you experienced an awakening and If you did experience an awakening, how did it feel? What did you sense? How did you change? Click on the show notes, head over to the website and share it with me there. Or you can feel free if you want to talk about it offline. You don't want to talk about it publicly because most of our audience likes to be pretty private with these things. I get that because it's a very, very powerful subject. You can email me at info at freewithin.me and you can share your story with me there. I hope you have a wonderful week ahead. Thanks for tuning in today. Please don't forget to subscribe to this podcast and to visit our site, www.freewithin.me. Talk to you next week.